This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. June 28, 1914. Archduke Franz Ferdinand is assassinated. The 50-year-old heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne of Emperor Francis Joseph is shot in Sarajevo. His wife, Princess Sophie, also killed. You know this from middle school, right? The assassination of Franz Ferdinand starts a chain of events that leads to World War I. How'd the killing of one couple in the back of a car set off the most deadly war in world history to that time? Well, it's complicated, and this is a five-minute podcast, but I'll do my best. Here we go. Sarajevo is the capital of Bosnia and Herzegovina. It had been occupied by Austria-Hungary since the 1870s, but in 1908, the empire made it official and annexed Bosnia. They didn't like that next door in Serbia, home to an ethnic nationalist movement that wanted to unify the southern Slavic nations, the Yugo-Slavs. Franz Ferdinand was on a visit to Bosnia as a military commander, and on the last day, he went to the capital. Even though tensions were high, there wasn't much in the way of security. Franz Ferdinand and Sophie were on their way to City Hall to meet the mayor when a bomb was thrown at the car. The Chronicle account says the Archduke saw it coming and swiped it aside with his arm. Really, it just bounced off the back of the car, but either way, it rolled onto the car behind the Archdukes and exploded, wounding two military aides and six spectators. The couple checked on the wounded, then headed to City Hall as planned. The mayor began his speech welcoming them when Franz Ferdinand interrupted him. Herr Burgomeister, he fumed, we have come here to pay you a visit and bombs have been thrown at us. This is altogether an amazing indignity. There was a pause and then Franz Ferdinand said, you may speak. After some ceremonial stuff, the Archduke wanted to go to the hospital to visit his wounded officers. Sophie said they shouldn't go out again, but the mayor said it'd be okay. It's all over now, he said. We have not more than one murderer in Sarajevo. Boy, was he wrong about that. The bomb thrower was Nadelko Chabrinovich. He'd bitten a cyanide capsule, but it didn't work, so he threw himself in the river to drown. But the river was only ankle deep. That was about par for the course for the hit squad that day, but yeah, it was a hit squad. They'd been organized and armed by a Serbian nationalist group called the Black Hand. A half-dozen would-be killers had lined the motorcade route with bombs and guns lying in wait for the Archduke. They'd all either chickened out or failed, or the Archduke never got to them. One of them was a 19-year-old Serbian named Gavrilo Princip. After all the excitement, he went to a cafe to sit and feel sorry for himself. He looked up, and there was the Archduke and Princess Sophie a few feet away. The driver had taken a wrong turn down the narrow street, and he was trying to back up and get out of there. Princip just walked over and shot Franz Ferdinand and Sophie. They both died before they got to the hospital. Princip had a cyanide capsule too. It also didn't work. It seems like the cyanide dealer had ripped the boys off. He was arrested. He was too young for the death penalty, but he died of tuberculosis in prison four years later. So how'd this murder in a narrow street in Sarajevo lead to war? 
Austria-Hungary wasn't happy with its heir apparent being killed. It gave Serbia an ultimatum. Round up everyone in the murder conspiracy in a month or we'll declare war. There was no way to do that. It was a whole movement, so really the ultimatum was a pretext. And sure enough, a month later, war was declared. That triggered Serbia's alliance with Russia, so Russia mobilized. And that triggered Germany to declare war on Russia. And since Russia was also aligned with France, Germany figured they'd better declare war on France too, and it kept going like that, the dominoes falling. That's a bit of an oversimplification. In my sophomore year of college, I wrote a paper arguing that the war would have happened even if nobody touched Franz Ferdinand. I got a good grade, and I stand by it. In fact, just two years before he was killed, the Chronicle had called Franz Ferdinand the most dangerous man in Europe because of his ambitions to expand the Austro-Hungarian Empire by whatever method, peaceful or not. All those interlocking alliances, ethnic rivalries, and old regime monarchies trying to hang on to power in the increasingly democratic 20th century, that was a powder keg. It was going to blow sooner or later. Still, we'll never know what would have happened if Gavrilo Princip hadn't gone to that cafe, or if Franz Ferdinand's driver had a decent GPS. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network, Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.